I'm not gonna BS you. Saving 85% of your income for the majority of people is completely ridiculous to expect. I mean, think about it. If you're making 50 grand a year, you'd have to spend $7,500 the entire year on expenses. That's less than $750 a month. That's crazy. It's ludicrous. It's ridiculous to expect someone to do that. However, it's possible and I've reached it sustainably. And if you can reach that savings rate, financial independence is right around the corner. So in this video, I'm gonna tell you the steps of what it takes, the pitfalls along the way and how to achieve it in a healthy way. Let's get it, babe. Also, please God, hit the like button. I need, I need food. <laughs> when I first came across financial independence, I was literally in love. I mean, dude, what a beautiful friggin' word. Financial independence. Ugh, yeah, ugh, yeah. Financial independence is typically described as having enough passive income to cover your living expenses. Now, some people use financially independent as a sort of current status, but to me, true financial independence is enough passive income to cover your expenses forever, or at least reasonably so forever. There are people out there that make a gobload of money, so much money, and yet they are so far from financial independence because their spending is right here with their income, and they would be as broke as the next guy if they lost their job or their sources of income. So when I came across financial independence in university, it was my new life goal to get there and it has been ever since. And not only get there, but get there fairly young. I mean, you know, I'm hoping by 30, we'll see, you know, how it shakes out. But I mean, that's the goal to get to financial independence in my early 30s. Now, how to get there, I realized is you gotta create wealth. How you're going to do that is save and invest more of your income and make sure that absolute number is growing as well. And a key metric is optimizing that savings rate. When people say savings rate, they typically mean that savings and investing, right? It's not just like what you're putting in the bank. It's what you're putting away for yourself. Now, to me, optimizing means making sure that you're prioritizing your long-term goals and getting there as fast as possible without sacrificing the immediate, the present term, so you're still able to enjoy yourself and live your life and enjoy your youth while working towards those big, hairy, audacious goals. When I graduated from school, my first job paid me $70,000 per year. Now, I was living at home, so I was able to have a pretty strong savings rate of 70%. My income after tax was just under $5,000 per month, and my expenses per month were just around $1,400. Now, even though I lived at home, I paid for all my bills, all my groceries, all that stuff. The only really cost that I had got covered was the rental cost. You know, I was helping out the parents. I made sure I was playing my part, you know? Then, just under a year later, I got promoted and was making just over $80,000 per year, but my expenses didn't change at all, so my savings rate increased significantly. And that leads me to the first point I wanna make here. The only way you're gonna achieve a ridiculous savings rate like 80, 85, 90% without depriving the hell out of yourself and living on two pennies a year is to maximize your income while keeping your expenses at bay. As your income grows and your expenses stay at bay, there's this beautiful new surface area that's created, and that is your increase in savings. And as a percentage of your income, that's going to increase as well, i.e. a higher savings rate. So I got that new job and kept my expenses at bay and things were going pretty well. However, I had been making content for a few years now and I was starting to make a little bit of money from it. And then I started to make a little bit more money and a little bit more until I got to the point where I was making just as much from content as I was for my friggin' day job, which is incredible and I'm very blessed to say that. At that point, I was like, man, let me go full time with this and then if it doesn't work out, 
I could always go out and find another job. Luckily, things have been going pretty well, and since I've been full-time, my income is roughly $20,000 a month from my content business. And right now, the base case projection is $200,000 in income from my business for this year. And that's a projection, but regardless, I'm ridiculously happy with that and just trying to figure this stuff out as I go. Now, I've since moved out, so I have higher expenses. It's around three grand a month, but that still puts me at an 85% savings rate given that my income is now around 20 grand per month. So that's how I did it. Now, you might be wondering about what my business expenses are, and yes, I absolutely have some. However, what I do is quite profitable. I don't have to buy a product and sell it. I have to invest my time and energy into a project and sell it. Technically speaking, I don't need to spend a dollar to make money doing what I do. But to be fair, I do consider investments back into the business part of that 85% number because it's an alternative as opposed to investing that money in the market or real estate, etc. So that 85% number is really composed of investments back in the business on things like equipment and things that help me scale and make more money, stock portfolio, so you know, investing in index funds, exchange traded funds, and really just into my high yield savings account for my business to extend my runway as I'm trying to make this a really long-term thing. Ultimately, I do think investing in myself and in my business is going to create the most wealth, and so that's why I'm plowing the majority of the money back in. Now, what does this mean for you? Well, that leads to my second point. You do not have to have an 85% savings rate to reach financial independence. If you're just getting started, start with a 20% savings rate. And if that's too high, then start with 15, 10, five, one, I literally don't care. Just start somewhere and make it your goal to grow that number over time. A lot of people get bogged down by these rules of thumbs and they think they have to have this crazy high savings rate. And listen, just because somebody's doing it or even I'm doing it doesn't mean you need to do that to achieve your goal. The most important thing is that you just start saving something and you continue to grow that number over time by maximizing your income and keeping your expenses at bay. However, you can only cut your expenses so far, but with income, there's an uncapped limit. So you really should focus on making as much money as you can while not going crazy with your expenses. And again, this is all while maintaining your happiness and enjoying yourself and making sure that you're prioritizing the present and the future. Okay, so Nate, you're saying making more money and reinvesting it is the most important thing. Okay, real good insight there, but how do I make more money? Well, here are a few points to start with. Think about what field you're in. How are you going to get to the next level? How are you going to become your boss's boss in four years, three years, two years? It's going to take an investment back into yourself, an investment in your skills and your talent. These are things like taking courses, leveling yourself up, looking at different career opportunities in your field, trying to become so good that they can't ignore you. The income increases will follow. I promise that. And if you happen to be in an income capped profession, let's say maybe you work for the government and it's hard to move up, maybe you should consider switching your career or exploring other professions that are more lucrative with more income potential while being somewhat enjoyable. One of the best examples of this are tech sales. There are people in tech sales that make 100, 200, 300, $1 million per year. I mean, that's how crazy it gets in the enterprise software sales. Like it gets really, really, really lucrative. And the best part is there's a lot of courses out there that can help you transition to that field. And that's just an example. But there are careers out there with a lower barrier to entry that you could transition into that will help you increase your income, helping you increase down savings rates so you can reach financial independence faster. Furthermore, I really encourage you guys to start tinkering around with some side projects. Look into profitable, scalable side hustles, things that could make you some money, but also could turn into a full-blown business. 
I mean, that is pretty much what I did. I was tinkering with content. I started to make a lot of it. I wasn't really chasing the money. I just really loved what I was doing and it ended up turning into a scalable business for me and now it's my full-time thing. Focusing on different ways to maximize your income is the key. And if you're able to get to a ridiculously high savings rate, like 70, 75, 80% and keeping your expenses low while still enjoying the hell out of yourself because you ended up growing your income and you're making some good money and you're doing well in life, then you, my friend, are going to be financially independent very, very, very early. Smash that like button and click subscribe if you guys enjoyed this video. I really appreciate y'all and comment your questions down below and I'll see you in the next one. I'm out this mother. Peace.